My generation of Americans were the first ones born in the New World. Without exception, our parents were European, or at the most, they were just one generation away from the immigrant ships. My genealogy is a perfect example. My mother was born in 1882 in Riga, the capital of Latvia, which was then part of the Russian Empire. The family moved to St. Petersburg, where my grandfather worked as a watchmaker. They didn't exactly flee the anti-Jewish pogroms, but with a keen sense of survival they got out while they were still able. I remember as a child that my mother still used the word Cossack as a pejorative. My grandfather emigrated first and went to work for the Waterbury Watch Company in Waterbury, Connecticut. Once he settled in and had earned some money, he sent for his family, a few at a time. My father, however, was a second-generation American. His father was born in Cork. Dad was born in the very Irish community in Oneida, New York, in the part of town named the Irish Ridge. This is where the immigrants from Ireland lived when they came to the United States to build the Erie Canal. However, his mother was born in Ireland, in Cashel, Tipperary. In the 1970s, while tracking down my own genealogy and searching for proof of my Irish ancestry in order to gain Irish citizenship, I found that I needed a copy of her birth certificate or other proof of birth. I knew that she was born in Douala, a suburb of Cashel. After many years in Ireland, I knew where to go for local information. All of the medical records had been burned by the British, or so I was told. So I went to the oldest pub, where I bought a round of drinks for the oldest drinkers. It lubricated their memories. Moyles, yes, I remember the chap, that printer fellow who moved up to Dublin. Close, my family on my father's side were all printers. Best to talk to Father Kinsella. He's here every third Sunday in the month. As the Irish population declined, the priests had to cover more than one parish. Another round of drinks and I had the vital information. On the correct Sunday, I visited the good father, with dire results. He was a tiny man with a white tonsure. His eyes flashed as he pointed to the tottering heaps of air letters. Americans, it seems they all have grandmothers they're looking for. That was my cue. I jumped to my feet. I see that you are a busy man, father. I'm putting twenty quid in the poor box, and I'll be on my way. Banknotes rustled greenly, and the poor of Douala were that better off. What did you say your name was? The good father asked. It took five minutes' time to find Margaret Moyles in the baptismal register, even less to make a copy of her entry. I was sincere with my thanks as I folded it into my wallet. For there, in faded blue ink, in neat Spenserian handwriting, the priest had entered Margaret Moyles, 12 August, 1832 all for the price of a few pints. I took that down to the Irish passport office, to the Born Abroad Authority, and that was the final piece of paper I needed to get. It wasn't a European passport in those days. It was a nice green passport with a golden shamrock. It looked like a real passport. 
For the record, I was born in Stamford, Connecticut, but grew up in Queens, one of the five boroughs of New York City. My friends were the same as I, a step or a half-step away from the old world, which was something we learned to look down upon as a weakness, not a strength. The old world was part of the past. Forget that old stuff. We were all American now, though this made for a linguistic pool that was only appreciated during World War II, when there was never any shortage of translators in the army when they were needed. My father, Henry Dempsey, started his printing career at the age of five when he began work as a printer's devil.